Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. Betting on baseball. This episode was supposed to start um, and talk about the history of betting on baseball, but just this week... Um, the Alabama baseball coach was fired uh, because he may, and we don't know for sure yet, have bet big on um, on LSU when they were playing Alabama. So he Pete Rose himself. <laughs> Again, this is all allegedly, but so the fact that they Rose. let him go, so yeah, yeah, is, is is not good. And and so I don't even think of it happening at the collegiate level now. But the betting on sports in general, right? It goes way beyond the the, the pro games, um, and and it's, it's amazing to the degree that every single contest you know you can look at is going to have a betting line today. I mean, you know, you look at it. You know, the Super Bowl might be the most bet on single event. I think it is, yeah. And March Madness is probably the most bet on overall event in the world. But you look at baseball now, and I mean, even on the Mets, during the game now, like during a Mets broadcast, we get live odd updates during the game. And that's something I never remember happening before 2020, certainly. Right. And, and, and so that, right in the game, you're seeing the changes, not only the original line that might have been at the beginning of the game as one of the statistics that you might see on screen. And, and we're seeing more and more statistics. Right, right. You're not, yeah, now you're seeing it's like, oh, OK, well, now it's in the sixth inning. Here's the updated over under for the rest of the game or here's the updated line for the game. You know, not to talk about, you know, with, with all the apps and stuff, you have all the prop betting that you can do on top of that. So every sport has this. Right. Right. And, and you know, you go back to, you know, having to go to a casino to place a bet. Um, on a sporting event, and this, like you mentioned, the Super Bowl, and so that was something like my cousin lives in Las Vegas, and so back in the day, you know, you call, you know, call Jeff and have him put a bet on the game for me, you know. When, and just to be clear, this was actually a cousin, not just a guy. <laughs> it really is, Jeff, because like, oh, let's be, if you hear that story, you think it's just some guy. <laughs> so, so, and 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 then of course you had illegal bookies, or there are no legal bookies, are there? <laughs> uh, I think by extension of being a bookie, it's somewhat illegal. And and I also remember as a kid. Um, that off-track betting started in New York, and I, I, I looked that up. I didn't remember that much. But 1970, so the, the people wanted to bet on horse races so much that they created these really seedy parlors where people would go in and bet on the horses, and they would they would be going all day because races are all over the country at different times. And and yeah, that was kind of like one of the and, and I think unsavory I, places to be. But I think the change over from baseball and sport gambling being something that was traditionally done in places like that or through shady, you know, quote unquote, you know, bookies or going to Vegas to actually have to play a bet, place a bet. You don't have that anymore. You've essentially whitewashed it all with these corporate entities like DraftKings and sports. FanDuel. FanDuel. Because you could just do it through them. And your hope is that it's a lot easier to trust, a, you know, rightly or wrongly. It's a, right, a lot easier to trust a corporation right. like one of those than to trust Cousin Jeff. <laughs> and we don't really know who's running these companies no. or if they're connected in any way. We we assume, I guess, as people that they're not and they're regulated and that's and there's lots of regulation on these platforms, although the explosion of them and their success just shows you the insatiable appetite for gambling that the American public has. And I has. think it's led to sort of a new breed of a sports fan. And it's not everybody. And there's nothing wrong with how you enjoy games. But there's definitely people you could talk with that if you ask them stats and stat lines for any game, given player they would know no doubt they probably know the backup shortstops on bad teams but if they're actually a fan of the game is a different question because i think there's a lot of people that are just fans out there of gambling and if it wasn't sports betting they would find something else to go bet it on 
But as, as long as the, the stakes are high in baseball, I think you're not going to lose those fans. But the premise here is that are those fans the same kinds of fans as like you and me? And I don't think they're not lesser, <laughs> but they're not the same. They're not the same, right? And and so when when I go to the game and watch the game, or even on TV, you know, we talk about how I may watch it differently than you, but neither of us are watching it because we've got a bet on the game. Nor are we watching our our series of bets we have on the other four games we might have bet that day. I mean, for me, it's hard enough for me to watch my given sports team lose. Like, it, it is physically difficult for me to watch the Mets or the Knicks lose a game. I couldn't imagine what it would be like if I had 100 bucks riding on that game. I would be a mess. I would never be able to do it. It's why I don't sports bet. Yeah, and 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 so this—it's a rabbit hole that the sports betting companies are counting on certain people going down. I mean, that—that that is, you know, that is the reason that baseball has so much support is the the game has embraced gambling in a way that they never let's, have I mean, before. Let's put it this way: if it wasn't an issue, they wouldn't need to put a disclaimer on it saying to do it in moderation. I mean, think about some of those sports bet, like that those DraftKings commercial where like the guy comes in and he's just like, what's your system, man? Like the entire implication is that other guy is totally losing his like his mind over gambling and is going to do bad things. And that's the joke in the commercial. <laughs> well, and, and, and that the idea that the we've replaced the bookies, as you say, with these legitimate betting platforms so everybody can feel better about it now. You know, you can feel better about betting and, you know, it's, it's fun, right? I, I weigh $100 here. And by the way, you know, betting $100 is not like it was years ago when I was right. a kid. It, 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 to me, as an older person, That's it still seems like a lot of money, even though I, I, and, and I know the, that it isn't. The issue is that there's a lot of people that will bet and $100 on a baseball game is not a lot to them. But there's too many that are betting that $100 and that is a lot of money to them and they can't afford to lose it and they're still going to bet it. And I think that like not that anything is wrong inherently wrong with gambling it's fun i like going to the casino i like playing card games but it's just there's something really weird to me about a especially with baseball because it's it's taken easily the most hardline anti-gambling stance of any sport throughout history the black Sox, pete rose and i know i've said it before and i'm gonna say it again it feels really hypocritical to have the oakland athletics presented by DraftKings as a team in your league but then not have pete rose in the hall of fame and then of course the oakland a's are going to become the las vegas, vegas a's, a's. Right, yeah. <laughs> which goes which is just weird because i mean for years you wouldn't put a team in vegas for fear of what might happen now you're putting a team in vegas because you want that thing to happen you want people to gamble and when we're talking about what might happen what might happen is is always the question is the game being played on the level and right now there's absolutely nothing to suggest that it isn't but you already look and there's a coach at alabama betting against his team that's that's unbelievable by the way that, that somebody could could yeah, actually... maybe he did this is still being investigated right but, right but now you know if he bet on alabama does it make it better i guess he didn't sell out his kids well that's what pete rose would tell you is that he never bet against the reds right so that was his 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 defense and of course you know you don't know no, right <laughs> but you know like oh okay if you're really good really good at something you know when somebody is better than you at something so if that coach was just like you know what 
I love my boys. They ain't beating LSU. And then he just bets on LSU because he's like, look, if we're going to lose today, I might as well get some cheddar off. I think in this case, the, the article I read is he the starting pitcher came up with an injury just before the game, a tight back. And so he started somebody else. And, and, and right, right. So that became in question. Gee, why did he make that kind of late switch? And if, that, that's anything because we talked about this off air as well. As well, the the odds makers uh, are so good at getting the line right that if somebody comes up lame fifteen minutes before the game and can't pitch, chances are the odds makers won't have any advanced knowledge right, of that. Right. They, but but it's the kind of thing where like do the odds makers get a little bit of inside knowledge that. You know, maybe a Scherzer or a Verlander coming off the plane is feeling a little under the weather. He's going to pitch. There's no injury report. But you know he's not rocking at 100%. Yeah, I, I don't know if that comes from, you know, in those kinds of conversations, just talking with people on the team, officials on the team. You know the officials on the team are very keenly aware of what they can't say, particularly they can when it comes to player, player injuries. Right. But there's a lot of people you can talk to. And all you have to do is know who to, you know, you don't need to talk to, you could talk to the flight attendants. You can talk to the guys at the luggage claim. All you got to do is get a couple of them and be like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't look good. And boom, you now know there's an inside track well, on the game. Because there's, look, there's a lot of money to be made here for everybody. Everybody. For, you know, every, every, and so, and, and we're firmly understanding that this is not going away. What's troubling to me, and I think you expressed it similarly, is that some fans are more interested in the status of their bets than the actual goings-on of the game itself. And 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 like you said, they know what's going on because they have a bet in the game. So they're smart, right? They're going to understand the percentages and who's likely to do better and all that stuff. But asking what a hit-and-run is play might be, they may not know. I mean, we were joking. It's just like, okay, so the pitcher went up and in on the first two pitches with some high heat. The guy fouled off a couple balls, and now he's looking at you know one and two pitch. What do you think he does? And to them, that would be you know you're speaking a foreign language. Where for a lot of baseball fans, you'd be like, oh, you either come back up and in with a fastball, you go low and away with an off speed. That's what baseball people know. That's what baseball people would know. But somebody that is a fan of betting first and sports second, the bet is what they're there for. They're there to gamble. And sports is just the avenue they're expressing that way. And, and you know, baseball is one of the oldest sports uh, in some respects. And the betting has been going on in baseball since they first started playing baseball. They've got There's evidence of, of stuff going on in 1877 and scandals and ba- bettings. And when the teams were just starting to be real legitimate pro teams in 1876. If there's a competition, people are going to wager, want to wager on it. Like that just, you know, people are going to be, it's just fun. It makes it more exciting. You're, you're already rooting for your Mets to win. And now when your Mets win, you win, actually. It, and so, it, and, and like we said, it doesn't happen just in baseball. I can, you know, tennis has got this kind of stuff going on around it, too. And guys have been definitely suspended from the tour or whatnot for throwing, like, a, a, a match in Ecuador in the third uh, 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 round. Like, you know, right. no one's paying attention you, to it. Right, and, exactly. Those are the ones that are really dangerous. Like, in a, in a solo sport like tennis, where it's just one-on-one. It's not the big matches you got to worry about being fixed because nobody cares about those. It's the match between the world 150 and 187 that maybe the 150 guy randomly takes a dive because nobody's paying attention to that match. It's just a statistical note. But they do pay attention, and this is how you could always tell, you know, and, and a, a card counter in the casino, uh, that wasn't a very good one, or, or, or a gambler. You make too big a bet at a step with what's normal. Right. So all of a sudden, you and the guy, uh, the Alabama coach, uh, apparently did exactly that. The, the big m- money came in on, in a space where it normally wouldn't go, so that caused a flag to be raised, and when they looked into it, now this guy's connected to it. Right. And so they flanked. So if you, if you try to beat the system, 
by you know having a guy throw a match or something like that, and you bet too big, all of a sudden all undue attention comes to it. Especially when it's doesn't like you know if you're the number one team, you know if you're the best team in baseball, and you randomly take a dive in a game against the Tigers, that's kind of hard to pick up. If you get swept, that's a little bit easier to notice something's up. Like too well, if you could bet. A sweep. Like, let's say you would have bet the, the Tigers to sweep the Mets in the series last week in Detroit. You could have gotten pretty crazy odds. odds. Oh, that not happening. Be. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and it did happen, unfortunately. Um, and so, and I don't even know if they, they take, they'll take bets on just about anything, but I know the, the basic baseball bets, and let's talk about yeah. that, right? So you've got the run differential bet. Right, so if you're minus two and a half or plus two and a half, that's not as common. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Think though, the line used is the, to be used to be though yeah. that was the one that you would read, and now the it's sort of as you said gone into the minus one ten versus plus one fifty, which yeah. means and then you know you're either you know you get a hundred and ten, you you need to bet a hundred to get a hundred. No, you got to bet a hundred and ten to get a hundred, and you got to get a you bet a hundred, you win one fifty. And I think it's just interesting, you know, in comparison, looking at that to. You have the whole system with the line betting, and that's what people do. But because you have these apps that everybody's betting through, if you called up your cousin Jeff and placed a bet through him, it was done. It wasn't like you called him up in the middle of the game and placed another one. But now... But you can. You can, but you didn't really do that. Not in those days. It was also different because you didn't... Because Jeff would also have to figure out what the bets to make were. Now you got it on your phone. And you, you could be... Well, Jeff wasn't a bookie, right? He was so, so he's the, he my cousin. So the, the, the point is that he, the bookie, you probably could call in a bet in the middle of the game as long as the, you know, you're willing to take whatever odds they were giving Right, you. but the bookie's not calling you up and being like, hey, I got a push bet in the sixth inning. <laughs> Nimmo get a hit here. Bet. And that, like that, that's what worries me with the apps and stuff. And because I was also thinking the other major form of, of baseball gambling is daily fantasy. Yeah, if you're playing for money. If you're playing for money, right. right. And that's what most daily, there's no daily fantasy leagues. Let's put it this way. There's no daily fantasy leagues that aren't playing for money. True, true. I've played for money, not a lot of money, but it's still you're still playing for money. You're still playing for money, right. That's the whole thing with the daily fantasy things. And people, the interesting thing about that is people don't think of that as gambling. Yeah, I think you're right. And and, and I think it's fine, by I the way. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. But there's yeah. a categorical difference in their head right, between right. playing daily fantasy and actually betting on the game. So when I when I when I did I did go to sportsbook in Vegas when I was there um, a couple of years ago, and and it's so different than it used to be because you know it was a big casino in the yeah. old days with a tiny little room that might have been like where you couldn't even find to bet on sports you know but now it's this giant you know room with TVs I mean I remember and, and places to sit down when, I, when I was in Vegas we were in Vegas a couple of years ago and me and my buddies were sitting at a Gordon Ramsay's restaurant one of the in one of the casinos and uh, uh, like basically right outside of us was the sports betting area which was just an entire right. wall of every single sport being broadcasted with a line with a them. huge board of odds and, and going constantly like, rotating so, so one of the things that I, I found that I didn't know is that there was a bet there where you could bet the team to be ahead after five innings didn't have to win the game you like so you so let's say that you're pitcher is on the mound he doesn't go far into the game but you know he's really good for five or six innings you would get different odds right if you bet the winner because you think oh they're probably going to be ahead after five we don't know what happened after that so this is where my stupid brain goes with that i'm like i wonder if that was would be less popular the five inning bet after the pitch clock because i also think part of the reason and the nice thing about the five inning bet it's still around you don't have to watch the whole game right 
Or at least be, follow the whole you game. You have to follow. Right? You're, you're out after five innings. Or, or you could have two bets. You could have a five-inning bet and, and have a second game. bet and have the whole game bet. So, you know, that, that definitely that's, you know, the way people do things. And I just thought, wow, that's, that's a clever bet because it's sort of interesting. And, and it won't have the same odds as the game. That's the point I'm making. Right, because that takes away certain strengths and weaknesses from some team, especially when you're betting on single-game outcomes. You know, if you're if you're betting on a Diamondback game, if you're only betting the first first five innings, that's a very different game when you get a bet on Zach uh, Zach Allen than somebody else. And and you hope that the major league players police themselves to a degree, right? Because uh, I'm sure there's a strict no betting policy that the teams uh, mention to the players repeatedly about making sure that they don't do that. My guess is if the player now there was a whole bunch of NFL guys that were just suspended for betting. On NFL games. On NFL games. Exactly. I, I think the players will police themselves. And as that's far where it has to start as not far as I'm concerned. betting against themselves. That's, I think, as far as it'll go. They it's a slippery slope, so you don't want a guy to bet at all because if it goes bad, then the likelihood of them trying something becomes greater than if not. Right. They will, but Doesn't I'm mean saying, it's going to happen. I know the line, my guess is, I bet because I know there are definitely guys that are gambling across all professional sports in baseball. There's on their sport. For, maybe not on their sport. Uh, right. I, I I would definitely see them betting other sports. 100%. Because they're, they're, that's just the way they're but built. If they're going to bet on their sport, I got to think the line crossing is betting against yourself. Oh, yeah. Because it's or like... Or your team. It's or- one thing to bet on yourself to win. Guys probably don't love that, but you know you can trust that that guy is going to give you 100%. I'm going to be naive in this in this instance. nobody's doing it. I'm that that I, I want to believe that there aren't it's this is not happening in major league baseball at least that that players are not betting against their own I team. I want to in believe fact, that in too. Fact, I doubt they're betting the baseball games at all. That could could there be a major league player betting on now, games? Here's the, do you think they were betting the World Baseball Classic? Hmm. Do they bet the postseason if they're not in it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's another good question. Well, they, they just shouldn't bet on baseball. But it's interesting. The to... World Baseball Classic isn't a major league event, so I could almost try to see my way to thinking like, that you're, that would you're, be you're okay. a guy that was eliminated in the last game of the season. Why can't you bet on the World Series? Because you shouldn't. <laughs> exactly. But immediately, you shouldn't. You should because you don't want to. You don't want to call your friend up and because and, and because. Once you do the first bet, yeah, every bet it's a slippery after that slope. becomes easier. And I hope the baseball players understand that too. Going, yeah, I could probably control it and have it not go bad. The other thing, yeah, they're also players are going to be very aware of it because any player that has any kind of shot at a postseason, post career stuff, isn't going to bet because they don't want to be the next Pete Rose. Right, and and if you're, you're you're Clayton Kershaw. Why would you ever potentially mess up your Hall of Fame career? I I just don't I don't see them doing it, and I and I guess Pete Rose is emblematic. Um, although his his lack of apologies is probably responsible for his not getting in the Hall of Fame as anything else. He's fairly you know un, uh, unapologetic about it, actions. and always has been. So I, I think I think there's a difference there. Right. I, I I just think that betting on baseball is the kind of thing that it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to stop. But I think it just raises the question of, is this the avenue that we want to be pushing so much for the game? Do we want to be having line cut-ins to update people on the odds during a sports broadcast? And I know why the, the studios are doing it. 
Because people are interested. Cut to shot of horse leaving barn. Right. It's already happened. <laughs> right. It's not going away. It's, it's, it's not going away. And, and, and so what I'm hoping is, A, like I said, that the players aren't doing it at all. The game is on the level. I feel that it is. Mm-hmm. I don't um, think there's I, any I suggestion. It. I have no not. reason that. So and, and, and it needs to stay that way because I love the game that way. And a lot of people do without the gambling aspect of it. And I'll say I am much less concerned about umpires being able to rig or fix the outcome of an individual game compared to NFL or NBA refs. They, those guys have much more significant impacts on the flow of a game comparatively. Well, that will be even more so when there's automatic balls and strikes. Right, you right? basically remove the umpires from from at least that kind of decision making. And I, and I think that's true when it comes to how the, they can have an impact on the game. But they are as responsible for the. I hate the term integrity of the game. Does anything else? But but yes, that's that's what it is they, they, of keeping it up. So um, I I hope the fans that watch baseball and are betting on the game can understand just to make sure that they're enjoying the contest and not just the experience of having a wager. If you can't watch a baseball game without betting on it, you're probably not a baseball fan. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoover.